welcome back to One to Watch here on Get Football Plus, where we take a look at some of the up-and-coming stars in the footballing world. I'm Alfred, I'm your host for today, and I'm joined by a special guest, uh, Simon Gebre, a uh, new um, video, uh, first team analyst sorry, at FC Stockholm. How are you doing, Simon? Hi, I'm doing uh, very good, of course. How, how are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Very excited to have you on. Um, a very Sweden, Swedish football oriented uh, episode today. We're going to have a, the chance to touch on uh, a few exciting topics in uh, modern for, for, uh, football. Uh, start, to start off with, um, Simon, the, the first time I, I heard about you was when I was doing some research on Lecce. Uh, and I was kind of going through their past transfer windows, trying to scout out some of the next like up and coming stars in their team. Um, and while I was looking at Patrick Dorgu, who had just signed from um, Denmark, uh, I also noticed uh, Zinedine Smaljovic, who seemed to have an interesting profile uh, from what I yeah. saw. And so... I kind of did my research because obviously I, I hadn't heard about him and hadn't seen any football from him before that. So I did my research and I came upon your website, uh, SweeScout.com. Uh, and I, I, and I kind of started having a look around. I read your article on, uh, on Smalovic and a few other players. And I was very impressed um, in the quality of work, the quality of the articles that were on that website. Uh, can, can you kind of explain uh, how it came about to start working on the on that website from your like personal point of view? Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, I yeah, I have always like played football and always like think <laughs> have uh, like uh, think about football even when I um, stopped playing. So I wanted to like come back to the business in my type of way. So uh, like I, I, I didn't want to run, run into it, you know, being a coach, like uh, for, yeah, for example, uh, being a coach and then uh, climbing up like that. So I was thinking, okay, how, how, how can I do this in a new type of way? We have these, uh, these uh, Twitter accounts and, uh, all that and people are using it more and more and uh, i i think i'm good at uh, writing so i was thinking okay let's let's uh, combine a few things here because i have uh, uh, i work with the, the uh, data, data analysis uh, i have studied three years uh, for it and uh, and uh, now uh, data is getting bigger and bigger in the sport and i was thinking yeah let's let's try try this uh, in a new way so at first i was just going around and looking at the matches in sweden or in uh, stockholm uh, most uh, and i wanted to look at the third league because like there are more uh, i like to like uh, keep track of the young players so uh, the third league here in Sweden have uh, many young players and you uh, you will always like the story when the young guy who started in a lower division climbs yeah. up and make it. So 
I knew that uh, yeah, this is the league to uh, keep track at, and there are a lot of teams from from Stockholm, where I live, who play in this third league. So yeah, I just started looking at at um, a lot of games, and I and it was also like under nineteen games, the under nineteen highest league here in Sweden, under seventeen also. So just started looking at uh, a lot of matches, and while you look, you meet people who also maybe work in football, but maybe are scouts or uh, age, uh, age agents. Yeah, agents. Uh, yeah, and then I was uh, thinking, like, how how do I like start <laughs> start a new thing here? Because I I think I uh, know a lot of. Uh, <laughs> A lot uh, about the game, but I need to like show it somehow. So I started this website and just started to write about the players. So first, I started writing uh, some like um, very. Uh, it wasn't like um, a lot of text on my <laughs> scouting reports. It yeah, was, more data uh, analysis. analysis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, further down, I wanted to make it like both data, video and text. And I was wondering if uh, some people will even read it because it's a lot. <laughs> so the <laughs> first like big, big job was on this player then. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Smilovich. this player that you talked about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought first it was a little bit too long, but I am happy that you that you r- read it, and uh, it was a lot of people reading that. Uh, af- also, after he was uh, going to Lecce from the Swedish third division, so uh, yeah, it was yeah. how it all started. <laughs> yeah, I-, I remember reading that and thinking um, maybe compared to some of the other uh, Twitter analysis uh, I have read on different players in the past. Um, it was a lot more complete uh, and it was a, a lot more professional as well. And that's kind of what caught my eyes, how professional it was, uh, the terminology you were using, the way you were pro- presenting it, especially with the data analysis part as well. Uh, it was very pro- professional. I was very uh, impressed. Um, actually, a, a quick side note: what, what do you think about Smilovic so far with Lecce? He he, he hasn't had the same trajectory as the likes of no. Dorgu have. Like I think it's a big step, you know, going from the Swedish third division to the Lecce. Yeah. So I would think he needs like one year to yeah find his pace, uh, his pace, and uh, yeah, c- c- center back. Is a really like you 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 don't just throw a young player in there uh, from the Swedish third division. So now he is loaned, I think, yeah. to a Serie B team, uh, and that uh, and that will be good for him, I I believe. So either like if it doesn't work out in Lecce, I know there are clubs here in Sweden that will <laughs> and play Maybe him. Stockholm so, FC. Ah, uh, uh, I think it's <laughs> yeah. We we are now in the th- uh, in the th- third division. So if 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 he wants to come back there, yeah, <laughs> we can take him. But he's welcome. I think he will play a little bit higher up. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I I also want to add uh, 
also that I also started with this data and, you know, I, I, I could have done it the uh, easy way, like buying the apps where everything is already done, where you just click on a player and the spider chart comes up and the pass map. But I instead bought the raw data, uh, uh, raw data from every game in the third league. And I uh, coded <laughs> uh, my own charts just to like learn how how everything works because i think that like many people are talking about data 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 but uh maybe don't really know where like how how everything is is uh, working in in the back in the back end if you say so so that's also one part i wanted to yeah i think you're you're definitely right in that um about data and understanding where it roots from and just understanding how it's used uh, in most most football clubs uh, i think they tend to have first a, a data scientist or some something along those lines who then kind of uh, transcribes the data into a more uh, comprehensible format uh, which can be understood by coaches uh, players even uh, things like that, uh, and I think uh, when people who aren't uh, maybe uh, aware of uh, this whole process uh, are looking to use data, they they sometimes maybe miss a few steps and miss actually uh, what the the things that lie behind the data, uh, which yeah, can exactly. be used to like truly understand it, right? Um, but yeah, so so your your experience with this website, um, you started you started scouting on your own. Uh, how how was yeah. the experience like uh, going to games? K- kind of jumping in into the dark, really. Um, yeah. uh, how, how was your experience in those first few games? Kind of uh, taking your marks and, and learning uh, how to scout uh, matches, what to look at. Yeah. So for me, I just started on my own. Like I have not gone on a course. Like I still believe, uh, I b- believe that I have that thing, like the eye, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So yeah. like maybe not going to uh, scouting courses and all that, but I still believe I have uh, a niche uh, in my eye. And uh, so at first it was just like practicing, <laughs> watching a whole game staying focused which is hard at first when yeah. you've not done it so you go there you watch a game you have people all around you also so like a lot of imp- imp- impressions so first of all just train <laughs> your head and the eye to stay focused and then i learned uh, along the way my my goal was to like i think the first season where i scouted i didn't write anything just to see like how well it goes for the guys that i that i believe will be good in the future yeah and then after that trying to learn like okay this guy went to this uh, team higher up and played good and this time this guy did uh, did not uh, like uh, like uh, yeah, I, I thought like some players. For for example, uh, the first season I scouted, like there were some players that I was too quick to write to write down in my notebook, and then I was uh, yeah seeing them not performing that well uh, for the other half of the season. So 
that was my first year and uh, and after that i was thinking okay let's let's write about these players and putting it out there and then uh, yeah i will look dumb if uh, if they uh, don't do well and i will look <laughs> really smart if if they do well yeah, so yeah the gamble so i think i have a good hit 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 record uh, it's still the transfer window is open for uh, swedish teams so yeah there are a lot of players getting higher up leagues uh, yeah did i uh, answer your question I, I, I don't even remember your question but i, I still <laughs> yeah, believe yeah, you, i answered. answered it very well yeah, yeah. um <laughs> But but yeah yeah uh, that that type of work I guess um, is something that's accessible to to everyone I think just going to matches watching games yeah. taking notes kind of revisiting your notes further further down the line seeing if those players perform to what you expected them to etc cetera, etc cetera. also just writing yeah. online um, on what you observed everything everyone can do that right uh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. different levels of quality but everyone can do that. Um, and so maybe to the to those people who are doing that but who don't really know how to um, take it to the next step um, yeah. make it uh, professional uh, and allow it to unlock some professional opportunities maybe like like you have um, how, how would you explain that you were able to kind of leverage this work that you were doing on your own basically leverage it into something that you could um concretely like sell on to as in in the form of a portfolio in the form of uh experience and which ultimately led to well i imagine yeah. getting this opportunity with stockholm fc yeah so that's hard i think like um i think everyone is good at something So I found out that okay my thing is uh, I can write about players. Uh I don't think everyone has has that niche. You can be good at uh, other things. Uh, some people are good at talking, some people are good at writing. We have these guys who are good at uh, data and you you will find your own way. So but so First of all, I don't see myself as a uh, like person that should like uh, teach people how to uh, get there because I don't even see myself as a person who has uh, come anywhere. But I would say that uh, you should find your own niche. You 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 don't need to do like uh, everyone else. Like so, we have some people who maybe like to. Uh, throw out stats, you know, spiders and and uh, all that. But uh, it's it's maybe not their niche, but they do it just because everyone else are doing it. So yeah, I don't think I came up with a good tip, but just find your niche. Uh, everyone doesn't have to be on uh, on so, so so on social media. They can directly contact the club. And work for them maybe for free the first month and show and show themselves and show what they can do. So yeah, it's it's really different. I just I just found out that this is my way of doing it, uh, and and it was a, a a lot of fun. I think if 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 you don't like to write and post stuff, 
you will find it really uh, boring when when no club comes and calls you <laughs> after yeah. time. So, and uh, also I like when I got this work for FC Stockholm. I don't like the the good story would have been that they saw my work and they chased me. <laughs> but it was more like yeah, it was some teams that has a con- uh, that took contact just by the work I I have done. But it it uh, did not feel uh, feel right. Like there were clubs outside of the city that I live in, and you know everything has to make sense. To, uh, make sense. But FC Stockholm, it was just they put out a role, and uh, and you can say that with all the contacts I got by doing this, uh, and also. How much I learned by doing this in two years that that helped me at my first meeting with FC Stockholm's coach, who has been who has won the uh, the Swedish Championship two times, one with Malmo, one with uh, uh, Solna AIK. So uh, I think these two three years where I went out and did did my uh, work uh, that it helped me uh, when I met him the first time and and uh, I could show him what uh, I can do. Uh, so if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that totally how it felt. Yeah, totally yeah. makes sense, yeah. Um, and so speaking more about Stockholm FC, um, if yeah. I understood correctly, your, your, your role is uh, first team analyst, right? So yeah. can you go into more detail in what this role specifically con- consists of? This role consists of uh, analyzing, uh, like the coach wants a video anal- uh, analyst who is also very close to him, so working besides him. Uh, so by filming uh, every game and every uh, training session, we can connect the games to training sessions uh, and give better better feedback to players and be prepared you can say because the head coach doesn't have time with everything and uh, and we have a good uh, assistant coach also but they are just two people uh, very good uh, very good people but uh, don't have time for for everything so i'm just uh, yeah, for now it's a small role, but it could evolve to a much bigger role because I, they, they know what I what I can do. So at these first weeks, like I've just been there now two weeks, so we're just trying to get to know each other. So they are four weeks into their preseason. Yeah, and the season here starts in April or end of March. Uh, and we're just, and I am just trying to find my place where I can fit into the coaching staff in a good way. Like uh, a lot of people, maybe when they come from this uh, thing where you have analyzed games and players, you maybe think like when when you get the chance, like yeah, now 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 I'm going to show everything I know. Like, uh, but <laughs> I don't think it's a good way. Because we already have a head coach uh, and we have a 
second coach and we have yeah we also have kitmen who are <laughs> the real <laughs> the real heroes so i think MVP. the first weeks now are now getting to know everyone try trying to find the place where i feel i can apply my knowledge but by not like stepping on someone else's foot yeah if you can say that in english it sounds better in swedish yeah yeah uh, so uh, yeah so now uh, for example now today we have analyzed the last training session and i have been a part of one game already sitting on the bench so we're trying ways how to do this so it could be that i stand in a much higher position during the games while having contact with the manager during the game and uh, i see the game on on my com- on my computer and always having contact with the head coach and uh, maybe if we can find the right right timing we can all we can also show clips during the halftime of the games where he calls me and says i want to see this and this or, or i want to show this and this to the players so that's one kind of way of doing it so yeah as i said we're trying to to getting to know each other now and uh, i think we will come up with a really great way of doing this yeah that, that's that's really interesting actually um because you were speaking about uh, finding what you're good at um, and using it and leveraging that um, to progress, basically kind of like focusing your niche and working on that. And it's interesting because, well, the work you were doing on your website was more uh, scouting, I guess. Um, Yeah. um, And, and, and now you're a, a video or, analyst in general uh and not doing any scouting work but maybe in, at the end of the day what you were good at specifically was analyzing play more than or not more than but you were maybe good yeah, at yeah, analyzing yeah. play and that's what they noticed and that's what got you the opportunity so that that is interesting um that, uh, so... that that you were kind of able to convert those skills into kind of another domain um yeah 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 you're right yeah. so um you're right so i've been mostly analyzing players uh but my goal was this year like i my plan was not uh, working on a, in a club <laughs> this year so my goal was this year also writing about this tactical uh, sense of the game also so uh yeah but now i guess i am getting thrown right into it so yeah uh yeah so it's also a small club right now so we don't for example have a scout i i think <laughs> so <laughs> we can uh, do uh, a little bit of everything here but right now i'm mm-hmm. focusing on this and in the future we we will see how it how it evolves yeah so so stockholm are, are stockholm fc are playing in the third tier right um yes and you kind of touched on this um earlier but what i noticed um when looking through your articles and also in general when um informing myself on swedish football and the swedish leagues i i noticed that swedish football like the first second third maybe even fourth and fifth leagues are very dense in the sense that the quality is um, very well s- spread out 
um, in some in some cases, like in France, for example, uh, you have a huge gap between the the first and second tier and third tier as, tier as well. And in Sweden, I, I I thought I noticed. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I noticed that uh, the level seems to be uh, very consistent. Obviously, the top tier is higher level, but it's yeah, very yeah, yeah. consistently good level, well organized clubs. And that leads to the there being a lot of talent across those leagues. Um, obviously, a lot of your a lot of your articles were touching on talents from the uh, second and third divisions, um, and those players often get a move on to um, some some club some clubs um, in the top tiers of Europe. So, yeah, how do you explain? Um, that that there's such a high level of professionalism, I guess, across all of those tiers of football. Mm, good question. Like the first thing is we only have six. I hope I'm right now. Sixteen clubs in the first tier. Uh, Premier League. How much do they have? Twenty. Yeah, exactly. So we can have four more clubs there. So. They are spreading down the teams in the games. And also in Sweden, there are a lot of good youth players now that maybe doesn't get the chance in the highest league, in the big clubs. For example, Malmö and these clubs. And Stockholm has a lot of big clubs. And and they maybe need one, two years in the, in the lower division uh, to find the level and the pace of first-team football. So they often go to that third tier. And now, and I think it's easy to buy, I think it's smarter to go to the third tier, tier than the second because the clubs need to sell. They don't have a lot of money. So, and I think the clubs in the highest league in Sweden also, like everyone are not that rich. So they look a lot, uh, they look in the third in the third league a lot because it's uh, like high high risk high re- reward type yeah. of thing uh, and when you see some plays we have yeah there are many players uh, Isaac Ian was starting in the national team he played in the third league yeah just joined the Atalanta right yeah exactly we have uh, Yalmar Ekdal uh, he played in the second league uh, who is in the Premier League now. We have Gustav Lagerbjelke, who is in Celtic, who also played in the third league. Uh, and I have maybe forgot many players. There are many, many players like who's go every year. They go from third league to the top league in Sweden and, and get to play. So many yeah. young players. So, yeah. Uh, so the answer to that is yeah we have only 16 teams in the highest league and we have a lot of young good players who maybe need one two three years mm. in first team of, football in lower lower leagues before a lot going of up trickle league. down right trickling down some of those players as you mentioned don't get the chance in the top leagues and automatically exactly. move on to the second and third tiers while still yeah, keeping yeah, yeah. that that level so a lot of the big clubs in sweden have now some kind of cooperation with leagues and uh, with teams in the third league uh, Hammarby is the only team who has like a B uh, 
a second team in the mm. third tier. So that is really good for them. And then we in FC Stockholm, I don't know, it's not the official, but we are loaning players from Djurgården a lot and also the other big clubs. So I think it's good for the team, for the uh, for the players because we don't have, it's a big jump for under-19 football in Sweden to playing in the uh, highest league, first team football. So it's a good, um, what do you call it? In, it's a good step. It's not a too big step to go to the third league. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, go to the highest Swedish league. So, yeah. One of, one of, the, one of the talents uh, who are currently playing in the third tier, if I'm not mistaken, uh, who I, I've been hearing about for a while now, uh, is Elias Durmaz. Um, yeah, he went who, to... For, he, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. He 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 was a big prospect in one of the top Swedish clubs, right? And then he moved to the third yeah, tier. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's moved back up now. Um, but I noticed that he seems to be kind of having a hard time to make that step up to the next level, right? Yeah, Elias Durmas did a really good season uh, one se- two seasons ago in Vassalund, and yeah, he was in Hammarby before but I heard I, I, I haven't watched him there but I heard that he had a hard time uh, there and uh, he went then to I think it was a second league team Syrianska and then third and the third yeah. league where he get to be the captain get the captain's Arband and there he was still like he was, he was not very young he was like 22 or 21 so it was like his last chance there and he like was really really good, the best player in the third league. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good example. And then he went, he took a step, but he took a step directly to a big club in Sweden, where yeah, they didn't. It it was a lot of uh, chaos in that team this year, and uh, they even was close to uh, going down yeah. <laughs> uh, this year. So I think maybe it was not the best type of team to go to when you're a, a player coming from the third league. Uh, but that that's really uh, easy to say now after. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I think also they were the only ones uh, paying uh, that fee that his uh, last club wanted. So... Yeah, the club that pays the most gets the player. So, but I still think he will be good. I think he is on his way to a Turkish club now. Uh, yeah, yes, Turkish origins, wrong, right? Yeah, I think so. Or it was it Syrian? I don't know. But uh, his brother Jimmy uh, Durmas has played in the Swedish national team and all that. So, yeah, he, he went, used to play for Toulouse, I think. Exactly. So he's yeah. been. In many teams, so he also went to the Turkish league. So maybe he will. Uh, he has said uh, some good things about his brother, and it seems he's also going there. So yeah, but as you said, that that was a big, big uh, talent who played in the third league. And yeah, it's 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 also good to talk about the ones that maybe don't make it the first year in the Swedish highest league. So. Mm. Um, Yes. Yeah, and and speak. So yeah, we spoke about the ones who don't make it. 
obviously also have to speak about the ones who do make it. Um, I think yeah. some of the ones who will soon make it, uh, there's a lot of them in, in, the, in the top clubs, uh, such as uh, Sebastian Nanasi and uh, Viktor yeah, yeah, Djukanovic, yeah, yeah. who are the two who kind of caught my eye. Um, yeah. Some, something I noticed about uh, yeah, Alsvenskan uh, yeah. was that they produce talents who are very quickly adaptable to the top tiers of Europe. I think sometimes um, when when players make the move from like second tiers of European football to some of the top clubs, uh, there's a big uh, gap, maybe the level, maybe the intensity of games, uh, specifically moving to the likes of Premier League um, and uh, Bundesliga, for example. There, there's a high intensity intensity uh which at times isn't really matched in those like second level uh european leagues let's say um but from coming from the swedish league i, I feel like that um disparity is kind of uh smaller in a sense uh, when you look at the likes of uh hugo larsen who moved from uh, to frankfurt uh last season uh last summer sorry jacob yeah. andreska who went to Antwerp or Ibrahim Sadiq, who went to AZ Alkmaar, uh, just to, to cite a few examples. But yeah, a lot of players moving out of the league and immediately uh, having an impact into their, their squads. Um, would you say that the Swedish football uh, has sort of like a similar intensity to the likes of those top, top uh, leagues? Mm. Swedish football is getting better. Uh, the intensity, it has been talked about it. They say that the intensity maybe in Denmark is higher. Even Norway, they talk about. But I think like it's something with Swedish football that produces uh, now the last years. That produce, like that the best talents in Sweden, the few best, they are really, really good. Yeah. So people, so here in Sweden, they like to compare with Denmark, for example. And yeah, maybe they sell for higher amount of fee and they sell more players. But for example, if you see the top 10 highest transfer fees in Denmark, like most of them are not even from Denmark. We have FC Nordkjellan who have this collaboration with the Right to Dream. Yeah, Ghana. For example, which makes, yeah, which makes the league better, of course, but if you see the top 10 transfer fees, uh, fees, for example, in Sweden, like all of them are Swedish players. Uh, so, like, the inten- like I, I cannot answer the intensity, or I don't believe that the intensity is, like, really high, like, that you can compare it to the big leagues. But there is something now, the talents coming up, are really, really good. Like the best ones are really, really good. So Hugo Larsson, as you said, he also, if I'm not wrong, he played a little bit in the Swedish third league also because Malmö has some collaboration there. Mm. Uh, and we have Lukas Berival, who was the highest talking yeah. point. This I'm going <laughs> to touch on that in a bit. Window. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, sorry go on, go on. For spoiling it. Uh, 
we have now Jona Kusiasare who went to Bayern Munich and he hasn't like played even, but he's a top talent. So even yeah. the big, biggest club are buying and <laughs> paying enough to buy them. So yeah, we know Alexander Isak, uh, Dayan Kulusevski and all these guys. And we also have Rooney Bardaje. So yeah, like the top, <laughs> the top talents here. Like, I don't know how Sweden does it. If it's like a co- Co- coincidence or something but like the top talents here are really good uh, and I don't think it has to do with the intensity it's just the academies are producing top players <laughs> yeah like the, the quality of the academies right and uh, yeah, yeah yeah and yeah For speaking of players <clears throat> speaking of Swedish academies um, I think one one specific one comes to mind uh, and is increasingly um, famous, I want to say, outside of Sweden. I know that's like a legendary academy within Sweden, but it's, yeah, it's, it's 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 gaining increased recognition outside of Sweden. It's and I'm I'm gonna butcher the name, <laughs> IF Bromma Porkarna. Yeah, Bromma Porkarna. So it's uh, translated to Bromma Boys. The mm. Porkarna is translated to Boys. Yeah, they are. Uh, really really good academy so they are one of few in sweden that can like have elite teams from like the year of six and like the players have been there since they were six and yeah and they are really good when they are six and they (laughs) become really good when they are adults so it's a lot of talking here in sweden like it's typical that you should not you know, have these elite teams when they are so young and yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. serious and all that. And some, t- so, but Roma Perkin are doing it really, really good. If you also look at like the percentage of players in the Swedish national team, in all the national teams, like under 21, the first team, under 19, and even the players that are getting sold from other Swedish clubs are yeah, from started off there. Perkana, from so like Jonah Kusiasari and Lukas Berber and uh, Jokeres, yeah, Jokeres, I mean, <laughs> yeah, of course. Jokeres, I think, is uh, yeah, he has been there, but he was there yeah. a few years. But still, we we got a little give credits to them. So, I think Kulusevski yeah. didn't didn't even make the first team, right? He he left no, no, no. from so the under 19s or that's something. That's the thing with Roma Pokena. They sell them before even going to the first team because yeah. Like they don't have a lot of fans, so it's not like a big club like that. So it's really so many players grow up like uh, supporting other clubs in Sweden uh, or in Stockholm, but they stay in Bromma Park now because they know they are the best. Like they go out and butcher t- like teams. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, Luka, uh, okay, we 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 have not come to, uh, to Lucas Berval, but I can when 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 we talk about him, we can give a example where his team. Uh, when they were like 12, 13 years old, they went out and met Barcelona, PSG and Bayern Munich and everything. And they won the whole tournament. So so the players know that Roma Pukana are like the best academy. So they stay there. But like it's hard for the team to keep hold of the players when the yeah. bigger teams in Sweden uh, comes in. So I think they also financed the the club mostly through these um transfer fees and what you call this they had like sell on sell on fees as well exactly exactly so they don't have a lot of fans so they cannot have this big sponsor sponsorship so 
but I still think <laughs> yeah they are really good at, at what they're doing like the last step is having a first team that always stays up in the yeah in the first tire yeah and, and in that sense um maybe you don't have the answer but maybe you do um for you who is like the next next talent from uh from the academy from what you've seen at least yeah oh it's funny i have we have one on loan but let let me think i don't want to put much pressure but i don't think he will listen to this so maybe no, he'll, def- can, he'll definitely so, be listening. So in the same <laughs> in the same year that Lucas Berval is, so that team was really impressive. So they have always been like the best in Sweden. So the boys that are born 2006 are really good. So one uh, player who has also played with Lucas Berval from young is Filip Rolke, his name is. Uh, like I, I need to think a little bit about who maybe is, the, yeah, like Lucas Berval, of course. So we we are not counting him, right? Mm. <laughs> no, nah, he, he's, he's already <laughs> he's already, been, he's so, already well known. So, bam, bam, we have we have oh they they are selling everyone. So Frederick Nissen, it was a guy called Fred Nissen who was sold to AC Milan. AC Milan, right? Recently. Center back. <laughs> so they are. <laughs> it was a guy called Kanga. Yeah, Kanga who went to Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, so, who, like, which ones are left? Uh, John Akusi Asari was also in Bromo yeah. like last year. He was now in Bayern Munich. I think I saw so, a, right, a right back, a right back go up from the under 19s to the first first team. We 18, have a right back, 18 year old on loan. Hey, what what's his name? The one uh, I, f- I forgot his name, but it was like an 18-year-old right back who who made the move up to the first team this winter. Sebastian, uh, something. It might be, yeah. Yeah, we have a guy. We have Sebastian also on loan to us, so we have two players on loan from Roma Poikana. So Philip Rolke, and uh, oh no. Like now, now, now I'm so used that everyone plays for Bromo Poikana. So Philip Rolke is not on loan from Bromo Poikana. He's on loan from Djurgården. He, so, he already left. <laughs> yeah, he left <laughs> recently. So he was in FC Basel for half a yeah. year last year. So he then Djurgården's first team uh, put a bid on him and uh, they took him. And now he's on loan with us. So, okay, uh, it's hard now. Okay, if you give me 10 seconds. We have, so the ones that are left, I think it's a, a guy called Ossian um, Nordvall. So he's born 2007. So I will say him now because all the other guys are are already, already gone. Has, has already left. So there's a mid, midfielder called Ossian Nordvall who's playing in the, National starting for the national team, uh, born 2007, uh, and I think he is now training with the first team. Also, if I am if for I how am. long? So how many how many seasons? <laughs> Maybe a how few. How many seasons he has? Will he will uh-huh. he stay before he leaves? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the question. That's the question. <laughs> so everyone leaves. So so I I I will need to. So this time I I I just found the only one who is left <laughs> i believe <laughs> and that is ocean nordval uh, and that's how low i can go i think i have uh, 
most uh, knowledge down to the guys born 2007. So um, I think I'm going to go with Ossian Murval. I will not put, put pressure on Sebastian, who is on with us now. So he's also really good. But let's put the pressure on Ossian Murval. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can weaken the opposition. <laughs> exactly. Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, I'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on him. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that the the sub the subject the topic uh, that we've been edging towards for a while now needs to be addressed. Maybe the the most exciting uh, player to come out of Sweden in the past good few years. Uh, the one of the biggest talks from the winter transfer window, Lucas Bergvall, who signed for Tottenham. Uh, and will be joining in 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 next summer. Um, from what I I know that you've known him for a while, you've been keeping an eye on him for a while and writing writing about him for a while. Um, so yeah. you're pretty much the the Bergval expert. Um, yeah, no, or I was like, yeah, but I don't feel like <laughs> the expert like everyone knows him since he was like born it seems yeah. so i will not say that i am the expert so in in my web page i also try to write about maybe not the most most famous players but uh, i went against that when i wrote uh, about lucas berval who's maybe the most known youth player yeah so yeah like this guy has been a golden boy since he was born like so good discipline like the difference maybe between him and other players it seems he has good what you call it a good family a good s- surrounding which has yeah. kept him on the ground and like like uh, he has held that level like every year since since he started playing and that's only because or that can only be because he has a good s- surrounding around him so uh, and talking about his his game like he has almost everything you can say but a player that can play number six yeah i i, I have seen that people like these Bar, uh, barca fans and tottenham wants to put a stamp on him like he's a number eight he's a number six he's a number 10 but he can play all the positions really so I think maybe he wants the number eight position most of all. But I have seen him play in the under-19s last season or two years ago, I think it was, as a number six and doing it really, really good. So it seems to, like, you know, it's it's how his team wants to play. So, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can ask if you have more questions about yeah. him. But, yeah, I think, yeah. For, I think for Tottenham, the most probable... Um, outcome is that he played the double pivot um, yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than a bit higher. Um, and yeah, yeah. What I do want to ask is obviously he has all these qualities um, and is like super complete midfielder, right? But as an eighteen-year-old, mm-hmm. is he ready right now to be playing in the Premier League? Like the first answer is no. But it's a special kid, you know. Yeah. So people would say last year it's not the right timing to play in the second league where he played with from Afrikaana, and I don't know how old was he, sixteen, I think. And maybe people would say, oh no, it's not the right level. But he goes in there and 
is doing good. Like he was not maybe the best, but he didn't have time. Like he was, I think he was getting to play after half of the season. So it was just the time, like getting into it. And then suddenly uh, he got transferred to uh, a big club, Gordon, right? one of the biggest, yeah, you Gordon. So, and then maybe most people will say, oh, it's how can you put 10, 10 Swedish million on this guy who hasn't even started 10 games in yeah. the second league? But like, it's a special kid. <laughs> it's a special kid. So he just goes in and uh, yeah, he just plays. So I would not, so, but still, like the answer is no. Maybe you should not throw him in today in the Premier League. But I would not be surprised if you threw him in and he performed, he kept up with the tempo yeah. because this guy is special. So it's not just a normal talent, you know. Uh, so, but I think it was smart to loan him out back to you, Gordon, and then getting a preseason during the summer. Uh, and yeah, I hope like the transfer to a big uh, Premier League club maybe. Uh, is not the like best option for a young talent in Sweden. Yeah, but, the most logical yeah, move. Said, yeah, but it's it is Lukas Berval. So if it's someone who can make that move, then it's him. So yeah, yeah let's see how it goes. Yeah, there there are definitely some players who always make big steps up and always live up to the expectations when they do make those big steps up. And I think with how you've described him, uh, Bergvall is definitely one of those guys who just keeps on um, exceeding uh, expectations and adapting perf- perfectly to his new and new environments every time. Uh, has he has he begun playing for Sweden or not yet? He w- We have this January... Uh, national team which they it is the first team but they cannot pick the players outside of Scandinavia yeah or outside of Sweden sometimes yeah, so yeah. they take the best players in, in Sweden and yes he played there recently but he has not been picked up to the real national team but it's just a matter of time I don't think he will be picked up while he's in Sweden because now we have good uh, midfielders like Hugo Larsson and what do we have? Jens Kajuste in Napoli and uh, oh, there's yeah, there's also a midfielder have... playing for Celta Vigo, right? I forgot his name. You may mean center back called Stalfelt. Uh, who's um, also from Roma Poikana. <laughs> <laughs> I think that can be said about pretty much every Swedish talent, but no, it's it was a it was a midfielder, but Celta, I've yeah, 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 yeah. Viljot Svedberg, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. of course, of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Offensive midfielder. He's not yeah, so he's maybe before Lucas Berval in the line, but he's not like the same type of player, he's more like a number ten or a winger type of mm. player. But yeah, okay. he's also a big talent, so he yeah did good in Sweden like when he was 18 um, so almost like Lukas Berval but maybe not as big talent but really really good talent so yeah now Sweden we have some talent that we don't even keep track on because there are some <laughs> some uh, like many good talents from Sweden so yeah, yeah, yeah. Swedberg is someone that can work in peace because no one will 
will maybe talk about him. But I'll get I as much yeah. Swedish media attention. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, well, speaking yeah, of yeah, yeah. Swedish talents who are playing outside of Sweden, another obvious one is um, Rooney Bargi, who uh, was impressive yeah. in the Champions League this season, who's been, I think he's been hyped up for a while, um, yeah, due yeah, yeah, specifically yeah. to football manager, uh, I think, who yeah. he's always had like a big, big potential on, on the game, right? And so people have, have kind of been watching him for a while. Um, and it's 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 only this season where people actually started watching him because he was in the Champions League. Um, hmm. Yeah, what do you think would be a smart move for him? Obviously, players are leaving their um, their clubs uh, younger and younger, right? Um, yeah, and being picked up by the top clubs right away. Um, an obvious, like obviously, example. Uh, Bergval uh, going to Tottenham. So, yeah, I think Bargy could be moving as soon as this summer, right? Uh, what what league, what club, what what do you think would be a good move for him? Uh, yeah, first of all, Bardaji is uh, he is one year older than Lucas Bergval. Uh, yeah. And they have <laughs> met each other because because Berval's team was so good that they played against one year older. So, yeah, he's uh, so the thing is with Rune Bardaja, I think, like talent wise, he is he has always been as like big talent as Lucas Berval, but he has not maybe played in or he has not played in this Bruma Poikana, which is making him a little bit uh, like not as hyped. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Oh, I cannot remember which team he was in the first team, but it was a small team from his uh, from his na- na- uh, neighborhood, uh, and they were really good, uh, and they beat a lot of the big teams. And yeah, he was also a re- really really big talent when he was young, like uh, Lucas Berval, and he went to Malmo for a short period. And and when you go to Malmo, you would think, okay, he would uh, stay there and make his uh, debut there but then FC Copenhagen who was just one hour from Malmö uh, took him so yeah a really really big talent and uh, the right move for him like if I should be honest I think he should stay a l- longer yeah because FC yeah. Copenhagen is a big club they play in Europe almost every year and he like I know that when he scores that goal against Manchester United and he's 17 years of age, yeah, like it's guaranteed really transfer. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good still, name. like, yeah, I think he has things to work on because his type of play is always like uh, running against the defender and trying to get past. So, you know, when you're young, you're doing it a little bit too much and maybe not the right time. So, I just saw a video of his. 25 last dribbles so you you always uh clip this like the best parts of, of these yeah. uh, players game and yeah I, he looks wonderful but if you look at his 25 last dribbles you see that sometimes he or many times he uh, loses the ball also yeah most so of I the think time maybe one yeah one more year in fc copenhagen uh 
but I don't think maybe I don't know his agent or something if they want to just sell him as fast as possible or if FC Copenhagen wants to do it. But I think he needs maybe one more year in the club. Uh, but if he moves, don't go to these. Don't do a Lucas Berval because I still believe his type of play. Like there are a lot of tricky wingers out there, so. Lucas Berval is maybe more special type of player, while Rune Bardaji is a tricky winger. And yes, yeah, he's yeah. really good for his age, but there are lots of right wingers who are left put out there. So I would say go to a club where you get game time and can, uh, yeah, when you get the chance to play play every week. Maybe oh, should it be a Dor. If if it should if he should go to a bigger club, then it should be a club who is good at at this giving young players a chance. And yeah, it is uh, Dortmund, for example, Borussia Dortmund. Mm. Uh, Maybe a like, club Ered- like that. Eredivisie or uh, Belgian exactly. league Ajax. So these big clubs, but I'm thinking like only the big clubs will pay the fee. So I cannot say like yeah, uh, go to Mönchengladbach <laughs> because I don't think they they can. <laughs> they will pay more than the other clubs. So then, yeah, like you're saying, big cl- like Ajax, Dortmund, uh, clubs like that. Like when I see Chelsea and stuff like that, I get a little bit scared. But Yeah, well, uh, well, I have, some, I have some bad news because according to Transformart, his agent is CAA, CAA base LTD. Um, okay. Who have in their ranks Cole, Par- Cole Palmer, uh, Trevor okay. Chalaba, Cesar mm. Casade, so three Chelsea players, um, and James Madison, Pedro Poro, Pab Matarsar, so three Tottenham players as well. So, oh, <laughs> maybe, Tottenham or Chelsea? Maybe they could be tempted to to reunite him with his childhood rival Bergval, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's the fee that are they are talking about? Have you seen any transfer fee which is? Um, yeah, well, his transfer his transfer market valuation is estimated at nine million euros. Um, yeah. I'd ex- if he leaves this summer, I'd, I'd expect him to leave for maybe double that or maybe fifteen yeah. mil minimum. So still, um, it's not the thing. Is this this money is not big for clubs like Chelsea and Tottenham? Yeah, so yeah. they they won't uh, bo- like be sad if he doesn't perform like they will maybe yeah i think it's hard because they will maybe buy just another winger <laughs> yeah exactly doesn't perform and they can sell him also maybe for the same fee or a little bit below so yeah still now 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 i'm just paving i'm trying of a way like the best type of lane for him it's it's not mm. that i don't believe in him but i think a player of that like he's so young and so raw so I think the best would have been uh, not not maybe the biggest clubs in Premier League or the biggest league, not the yeah. top two leagues. So yeah, yeah but th- let's see. I think the the best trajectory for younger players is maybe um, starting off in in the likes of Scandinavian leagues and making a, a move to yeah Belgium, Eredivisie. And then maybe moving to Germany, France, um, mm. who are who have a lot of clubs who are used to um, using young players and developing them. 
and then finally making the move to the Premier League or to La Liga, clubs like that. Um, and I think, unfortunately, more and more these days, they're just skipping all these steps. Uh, when you look at yeah, Arthur yeah, yeah. Vermeeren as well from Antwerp, who just went straight to Atletico when he could have signed for maybe a more inter- intermediate side. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think that the problem is also, as you mentioned, the fees for young players are getting higher and higher to the point that these intermediate clubs sometimes can't really afford to bargain on a young player who, at the end of the day, doesn't really guarantee that much. Like they have a lot of promise and potential, but uh, if you're going to spend, like if you're looking at the likes of Lyon, for example, Olympique Lyonnais, if, if they're going to spend the likes of uh, around 20 million for a young player, because it's a club that's like renowned for bringing up a lot of young players, they're going to spend yeah. 20 million on a player. I think they'd rather spend on someone who's guaranteed to bring them results rather than a young player who just has this potential, exactly. you know? So yeah, 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 skip, yeah, making the the step straight to the big club is kind of unavoidable at this point. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of hype with young players now. So everyone wants the most hyped players, like just because they want to win the race of buying them, but maybe not using them so much. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a race between the big clubs where everyone wants the biggest talents. Uh, so yeah, as I say, it's a low fee for them. It's not much to pay. Yeah. Pay fifteen million euros or twenty million euros. So uh, yeah, but that's yeah. that's just how it is. <laughs> yeah, that's just how how it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, just definitely be keeping an eye on. Um, Bergval and uh, Bardaji and to kind of conclude this discussion um, I want you to, to think about the most unknown um, unknown um, edgy <laughs> uh, youth player who in your eyes will soon be a big talent Oh no, but then I will just I like I can only talk about Sweden then. Yeah, yeah, no, Sweden of course. Oh uh, like who is who is the next edgy. the next big Swedish player who you at the mean moment unknown, is unknown for guys like you or okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, unknown. <laughs> Not necessarily unknown, but like, more like, yeah. I like, uh, okay, this will be really unknown. So maybe, or yeah, we'll see. Like last year, there was a player, or no, this, like the season just ended in Sweden. So yeah, yeah last season, there was a young midfielder called Melker Videl in the Swedish second division, who made his first season from the, in the Swedish second division. He was in Swedish third division two seasons ago. Ago, so yeah. he he is really really good at box to box midfielder, uh, who's really good at taking the ball forward and scoring goals, assists, just like a straightforward player, uh, no uh, no uh, nonsense player like yeah in his very vertical attacking player yeah exactly very vertical player, but he went during the summer to the Danish second division called was it Allbor or Orhus? I 
I like these two teams are now I will search for it quickly so we all know. Uh, he went to Olbori. Uh, so that was a play. He's still, yeah, he's 21. So that is a kind of unknown player. Yeah. Uh, I have not uh, followed him since he moved, by, but I hope he's doing great. <laughs> so uh, Melker Videl. And then I will say, yeah, he, he also got uh, picked for the under-21 national team. Okay. So, yeah, out of nowhere. So that uh, means I think he's doing good. Yeah, yeah. Then, But still, he's 21, so maybe not the youngest of players. Then I will think about another player. Obviously, 21-year-old uh, doesn't... I mean, players are... are popping out younger and younger right but 21 years exactly. old a few few years back it was still like super young for a player so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, exactly. he still has his whole career in front of him right exactly i want to say someone in my web page yeah uh, <laughs> so let's so of all the players i have written about in my web page i am so zinedine smilovic has already been transferred to lecce so I'm going to hype a player up in our team. He is okay, called okay. Mail Lundgren. So, left winger. He's even older than Videl. So I would say he's 22. But a really finesse type of winger who likes going against the defenders and getting past. So, I have written about him. So, it's quite kind of funny because... Some players I have written about, and now I work with them. So yeah. <laughs> I think we will get another player on loan soon, which I have written about. So Mail Lundgren, it's I have written a small report on him. It was one of my first reports, and I have, it's there is video also on this guy. So if he just gets some part of his of his games needs to be better, uh, and if if everything works fine there i think he will be one of the absolute best wingers this come out of sweden league. and yes he's from sweden so no, i mean one league, of the best so. one of the best wingers to come out of sweden that kind of pressure i will not put on him <laughs> but the finesse in his type of play is really special so it would be special even if he played in the first league so okay. this is a guy that like when you see him you think wow it's just that he needs consistency in his game. So yeah. he needs to know when to pass and when to not. Uh, so I will uh, put a strong... What, what do you call it? I put I, I, I have a belief in our coaching yeah. staff that we will make him great. So yeah, that's his... Uh, I, I, I uh, realized just now when you're in the middle of a podcast interview and you ask these kind of questions, like who's the biggest talent, then it's like empty in my head. So then I just <laughs> choose the low, the low hanging fruits. So no, uh, that that was that was the type of answer I was hoping for. Um, <laughs> definitely the, the lesser known player. So I think that's that's the most interesting insight you can give us. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think we'll I think we'll wrap it up here. Um, 
in any case, thank you very much, Simon, for this very uh, insightful conversation about Swedish football and everything around it and uh, a lot about Lucas Bergvall as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was a pleasure to have you. Sorry to to uh, talk about Lucas Bergvall even before you were planning <laughs> dropping the big the big bomb. So uh, yeah, but it was uh, really fun to be here, and I'm glad that you invited me when when I've seen which kind of people you who who have been in this podcast. So I so I hope I kept the level as high as them maybe not yeah. but you, you definitely yeah. did you definitely <laughs> did a lot of very in- interesting uh stories and insight and um, a lot of knowledge on the swedish football so yeah very much appreciated yes. um where can people find you on social media on social media you will find me on twitter most of all so Geb- gebre with three e's I know it's not the best uh, name name to have <laughs> on Twitter, so uh, it's my last name with three E. So G E B R, and then uh, three E's. Triple E. All right, perfect. Um, a reminder: you can also follow me, Alfred, at driver underscore ice I C E E. Also have uh, several E's. Uh, on x as well (laughs) please also keep a lookout on our get football media outlets where we cover european football and world football with news videos opinions from some of the most plugged in analysts across the football landscape you can see a link in our show notes to all of our outlets please rate the podcast and give us a five-star review and feel free to leave a comment on our socials too thank you very much for listening and we look forward to the next one bye-bye